Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Answers from the Lab, where we share Mayo Clinic knowledge and advancements on the state of testing and science from laboratory leaders and the people who are making it happen behind the scenes. I'm Dr. Bobby Pritt, a clinical microbiologist and the chair of the Division of Clinical Microbiology at Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota. And with me today are two special guests from the Clinical Virology Lab, Amy Berger and Emily Fernholds. Amy and Emily are two of our technical specialists who are superstars. They have been working hard to support COVID testing since the very beginning of the outbreak in the United States. So Emily and Amy, thank you so much for being here with us today. Yep, my pleasure. Thanks for having us. Oh, yeah, this is great. So we really want to hear from you on the front lines. I think of you as our boots on the ground folks. So. I'll start with you, Amy, and then uh, ask you the same question, Emily. What was it like to be part of the initial team that designed and validated the Mayo Clinic lab-developed test for SARS-CoV-2 PCR? Well, I've uh, been involved in several assay validations in the past, but never anything on this scale and in such a short amount of time. Uh, yeah, what was that amount of time? Can you tell us? Three weeks? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so for reference, validation and implementation of an FDA-approved assay can take anywhere from six months to a year normally, and that's for an assay that's already been developed and designed by the manufacturer. Uh, our team designed, validated, and implemented the assay in three weeks, which is unheard of. I've always experienced a high level of satisfaction with my job, but the work we did for this validation was rewarding on a completely different level and knowing that we'd be able to provide much needed testing to those in both our immediate community and also um, our reference lab clients uh, made all of the long hours we put into that validation worth it. Yeah, I guess that's one of the benefits of having such a short turnaround is you got to immediately see the fruits of your labor and being able to test patients. Uh, this was the first test we implemented at Mayo Clinic for SARS-CoV-2. Emily, what did you think about being part of this initial team? What was that like for you? Yeah, I echo everything that Amy said. It was, it was really an honor to be part of it. We all kind of played our parts, whether it was, you know, designing the assay, the submission to FDA, executing the experiments, working on procedures, um, the whole nine yards. It was a very overwhelming process, <laughs> let's say. Sure. I was very happy to be part of it and glad that we can, you know, provide great service to our clients. It was definitely an experience, let's say. I bet. And for our listeners, this test continues to be a workhorse in the laboratory. Not only was it our first COVID-19 test, but it is still cranking out results. And we are moving forward with this and providing patient care in addition to several commercial platforms. But if we didn't have the lab developed test, I think that we'd be struggling right now. So Emily, how has your work changed for you since the beginning of the pandemic? Well, we originally started, started with 41 staff members in clinical virology. Mm -hmm. And since April, we've added an additional 63 staff members. <laughs> wow. Which is absolutely crazy. Ridiculous. And that, you know, is both uh, staff that will be staying with us and then redeployed staff from other areas. So, and we still have five positions left to fill. So just helping to coordinate all of those people, we have, you know, wonderful management staff that helped with that. Just the number of instruments that we added and now oversee for troubleshooting and such has increased dramatically, which of course always has its challenges, let's just say. 
we've been involved in supply chain quite a bit, which was an eye-opening experience. I had never really been that involved in supply chain before, so that was definitely a change to my job profile. Um, and then we went from just overall in the lab performing approximately 37,000 tests in our overall lab to in July, we did 127,000 tests. So just the sheer magnitude of adding this has created you know, quite a bit of additional work for our staff and stress, but also we're able to take a lot of pride and joy in uh, coming to work and being able to put this out to serve the needs of our clients. Yeah, those are just amazing statistics. The fact that the lab is more than doubled in size and that you are just doing such an order of magnitude greater in tests every day, it must be pretty overwhelming. But like you said, you also have that satisfaction of knowing you're providing testing for our patients here at Mayo Clinic and in the state of Minnesota, but also possibly the rest of the United States. So Amy, what about you? How did your work change since the beginning of the pandemic? So I think one of the biggest changes for me was in late March, our staff was split into two teams. One worked day shift and one worked evening shift, and we weren't allowed any contact with each other. This way, if a member of one team became ill and the whole team had to quarantine, then the other team could carry on testing in the lab. So I went from working 8 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. normally to then starting at 4.30 p.m. and working till 1 a.m. And it was difficult because when issues arise, Emily and I usually troubleshoot these together and we like to bounce ideas off of one another. But while we were on different shifts, when issues would come up, often the other one was sleeping when one of us was trying to troubleshoot something. Sure. So um, that was difficult to navigate, but we made it through. Um, I'm now back on day shift. But the nature of my work has changed just a little bit. Um, I was working on some validations in the lab at the time that COVID happened, but mostly that was with um, sexually transmitted infections. Um, but those validations came to a standstill and instead I 180'd and started to work on validations for rapid tests on some of the platforms in our lab, and those were also on a much quicker timeline than validations that I normally work on. So really the, the work I'm doing is the same, it's just a different focus and much more quickly. Sure, we've all kind of become COVID experts really, uh, that's our life. Yep. Well, that segments really well into my next question, which is, how has your life changed since the beginning of the pandemic? Um, I would imagine early on, since you went from working the day shift to the evening shift, that was probably a pretty huge change. Yeah, so life outside of work changed a lot for me as well. Um, I have two young girls, and at roughly the same time I started working evenings, I was also beginning to navigate distance learning with them. Mm. Uh, I'd wake up in the morning, take them to daycare, get a quick nap in, because I oftentimes didn't get home till 2 a.m. or later. And then I'd pick them up and we'd do their distance learning in the afternoon. And my spouse and I would see each other only in passing each day uh, when he got home from work and I was leaving. So communication on yeah. different shifts is difficult. Uh, it was a major change for us, to say the least, but um, I, we made it through. I told them, told my kids every night, mommy's going to work to fight coronavirus. And <laughs> my daughter, my five-year-old at one point said, I hate coronavirus. I said, yeah, me too, sweetie. We all do, you know, <laughs> but, but mommy's working hard to help. So it's just hard to explain to a young child. Yeah, I bet. Emily, you have young kids too. Uh, how did your life change since the beginning of the pandemic? I do. Yep. I have a 10 year old and a seven year old and we experienced a lot of the same things. Why are you going? Why are you 
on email all night long. Why are you answering mm-hmm. phone calls? Why are you going <laughs> in on the weekends? We kind of all had to pivot to some degree, some more than others for sure. And it was an experience. And I, you know, I think we're all grateful is getting farther and farther behind us, at least the worst yeah. parts of it. But it was definitely a lot of new stressors. You had to figure out how to deal with them how to multitask more than ever, both at work and at home, because of, again, the, as Amy mentioned, the distance learning was a significant change in everyone's lives. Each day we had to come and, and do our jobs and we made it through. We're yeah. still working on it. Well, it is nice that even though we're not out of the pandemic yet, things have normalized a bit more. We could take a breath and start planning for this fall, which we're all a little worried about, but at least we have that time to plan. And now we have experience and we've learned a bit about COVID. But I guess throughout all of this time, you must have had questions from your kids. Mommy, why are you going to work again? What were the types of common questions you received from friends and family? I got a few of the common questions. When is this going to be over? Mm -hmm. When can we travel again? Those sorts of things, which I don't always have great answers for. Um, (laughs) One thing that my immediate family asked um, and my extended family was, how comfortable are you working around COVID all of the time and not worried about getting sick or ill uh, with um, an infection? And I think, you know, that really has to play a lot with the infection control practices that we have in the lab, the use of our PPE, both engineering and process controls to make sure that we are safe and that we can do our testing in a safe manner. Uh, It's not always easily explained, but um, I drew a lot of pictures on our whiteboard. (laughs) Mm, For friends and family? Uh, For my husband, for my kids. Oh, okay. Back to (laughs) Explain what things were. (laughs) Yeah, it worked well. Well, speaking of which, I'll just say for the listeners who aren't medical, PPE is starting to come into the common lingo, but for those of you who don't know, it stands for personal protective equipment. So we do keep our lab staff protected, and of course, that's our priority in having a safe working environment. And Emily and Amy, I'm sure you are both very conscientious of always having the appropriate PPE. Absolutely. (laughs) So Amy, what about you? Questions from friends and family? So one of the common ones I would get is, do the masks really help? To which uh, I would tell them, yes, absolutely they help. Um, mm-hmm. Recently in our area, a mask mandate was put in effect when you're indoors. And some people would complain about wearing masks all day, every day at their jobs. And I told them I've been doing this for three months. So this, this is what we do. Another one would be, sometimes people would ask, so hypothetically, if one were to go get tested at Mayo, when might they see their results come back into their portal? (laughs) Well, hypothetically, those results would be out, you know, sometime (laughs) around 24 hours, hopefully quicker than that, but that's what we shoot for. But yeah, I think they're often shocked when we say, oh, we try to shoot for 24 hours because they hear from around the country the other places where testing is taken anywhere from a week to two weeks to get results back. Yeah, that's a really good point. That's funny. Well, I'll close by asking you one last question. Um, Amy, I'll start with you. What is something inspiring you've seen in the lab in regards to COVID testing? Has there been anything inspiring? There's been lots of inspiring things. I think probably the most inspiring 
is that a number of staff from our other labs within our department have redeployed to our lab in order to help with our COVID testing. And watching employees with completely different areas of expertise, some are from hematology, some are from uh, genomics, kind of from all over the board, coming together and working to overcome the obstacles that we're faced with every day has been truly amazing. And I feel like I've been working with some of these people for years when they were complete strangers to me a couple months ago. Um, we've made friendships. We get along with these people great. And just the fact that they were willing to come here and help us with this amazing task is, is pretty awesome. Yeah, that's, I agree, very inspirational. Emily, what about you? Yeah, I agree. The, the redeployed staff have really, really been so gracious and wonderful for coming to help us. And yeah, we certainly can't thank them enough and we'll be very sad to see those that have to go back to their labs. <laughs> um, I guess another thing I'd add is again, the, the lab family feel to some degree. There's, you know, a lot of um, stress that comes with uh, providing this testing service. And a lot of our staff have been shoulders to lean on mentally when people get drained and they mm -hmm. just need to take a minute to really process what's going on and make sure that they're, they're well as well. I know our directors have also thankfully said, take the time you need when you need, you know, a day off or time to just step away for a little while. Um, family time is important too. And it's very grateful. I'm very grateful that all of our upper management have been generous in that regard. Well, thank you both. Just listening to what you've been through, it's inspirational to me as the division chair and we're a team effort here. I do feel like we're a family and we certainly couldn't have done it um, alone, but together we can. So again, thank you both for joining me today. It was great talking with you. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to Answers from the Lab. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and don't forget to tune in every Thursday and every other Tuesday.